Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. We are so glad to have you here in this week's episode because there's been so much movement in this crypto winter. We're going to be talking about this whole Reddit situation with Reddit launching digital collectibles, as I like to call them. And we're also going to cover how nude art NFTs are combating censorship to destigmatize women's bodies. So let's get into it, starting with the Reddit. First of all, who do we have here today? Let's do quick intros. Who's on the pod today? You got Sarah from Gen X NFTs. Hello, everybody. Got Jackie from Hula Girl NFTs, Hymana Studios. And I'm Sana with Hellscape. Teresa with Popsicle. All right. And I'm Jen with Steminus. So big week this week in NFT world. It's been quiet um, for, for a while now. And then all of a sudden Reddit came out of nowhere, it seems, and launched their quote unquote digital collectibles. I've seen so many good memes about this, but who wants to give us a rundown of what actually happened? Let's recap it in case somebody in the audience doesn't know the alpha on this. So I'll go. Yeah, sure. So they, you know, Reddit is obviously a very, very popular Web2 platform, and they're notoriously kind of hating, they have been notoriously hating on NFTs for a long time. And then they just out of the blue launched this new NFT marketplace and onboarded like millions of people right away into this platform. And now they've surged past OpenSea with the number of users that are actually buying and selling NFTs via this platform. And they collaborated with existing Reddit users to create the art for them. And they're calling them digital avatars because I really don't know Reddit. I just started farting around on Reddit the other day. And I, you know, you make a little of the digital avatar. But you can also, the point of this NFT situation is you can also buy a pre-made digital collectible avatar from one of these artists. And those are the NFTs that they're selling. And they're on fire, man. It's like totally reinvigorated the marketplace. Everybody on every space I've seen, all of these articles coming back, they're like, is the crypto winter over? Are we back in a bull market? I think everybody has been waiting for a moment like this. Whether or not it's true or not has, you know, remains to be seen. But a lot of people are, some people are pissed that Reddit did it. Other people are happy that Reddit did it. It's a funny little debate going on. I don't, because I think people are feeling potentially threatened. (laughs) I think is the keyword. <laughs> All of these. Um, what's the art? What What's the actual you know character? What is it? Well, it's based on the little kind of alien dude. I think he has Snoo. Snoo. Okay, Snoo. Snoo. Perfect. Thank so you. Are you our, our Reddit, our redditor on the on the pod? Yes. I'll shut up. The redditor talk. <laughs> oh, I was just reading the article, <laughs> but. Um, They have a really nice report called the ABCs of NFTs, and it looks just very simple for people who want to know more about NFTs and what that means and and explains the little character. It's very cute. Yeah. What's funny, though, is that I feel like so many people have done really good little intro documents or courses on what NFTs are. I think it's just that Reddit had a a community of people. They they had built a community first. And so they have this centralized, trusted, branded hub that could disseminate the information. Because I've interacted with so many projects. I have great like intro pages. Um, and I, I saw theirs and I thought it was great, but I've seen it done great, you know, a hundred times. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it I is interesting. To... Oh, sorry, what? Oh, I just wonder what they 
what royalties or, or payment they made to the, the artists that are doing this? That's a good question. Like, are they getting like zero royalties? I don't know. I could be. Let me look. And are they, because it, it looked like there was a group of artists that they were using. Is it just one? I thought yeah. No, they pulled artists from the community to create various versions of the avatar and they've sold like a thousand here, a thousand there, a thousand there. So there were a ton obviously to onboard that many people. So were they they vote on their artists as a community and were they inclusive? I don't know. Because I'm very curious as to who these artists are. I I should do a deep dive and go check it out. You know. Sauna bringing the heat. Reddit's harder than Discord sometimes because it's also just a bunch of word word salad all over the place. Subreddit, this, ask this question. It's like so confusing. Confusing to me. But, it's overwhelming. But if you're in it, that's what I, you know, it's so interesting. Somebody posted, I think it was NFT God, or maybe it was Canticos on Twitter. who was talking about, this is really groundbreaking what they're doing because, you know, they are taking this existing community and then using that brand as a launch pad to onboard people. And everybody's going to follow suit. You know, V friends did it. They were first, basically they had this existing web two in real life, you know, kind of community. And then they did the V friends, but now they're doing this. And you know, if you don't, and the, basically the two was like, if you don't think other major brands are going to do this, some already are obviously, but like on this level, that's going to become mass adoption, which is great, you know, because you need to make it easy for people to come in and what better way to come in than through a friend, you know, if Reddit is your homeboy, then you're going to trust them. And then when they do something, you're gonna be like, Oh, okay, this is great. Let's do it. To me, homeboy being the keyword there, because I don't know personally any women that jump on Reddit and I'm sure I do. I just, they just don't talk about it, but all the people I hear talk about it are men. And so is this, like, I, I really am excited about the mass adoption and the, and the onboarding because that's what we want and we need that. But is, but is it just a bunch of bros again? Bringing in a bunch of, are we going back to ground zero and bringing in a bunch of crypto bro types that are going to yeah. like, it's two steps back. Right. It's a good question. That's a really good question. I mean, could the same argument be made for V friends or was that pretty inclusive? Cause I know that, you know, Heather Parody bought a V friend and I don't know what the right. Gary V vibe is. I feel like it's more masculine, you know, not to turn this into like a gender talk, but I feel like, you know, he kind of people, you know, you know he's very testosterone-y. I do <laughs> so maybe people, I, I do, know. but I feel like he, you know, I, I, I know more women that follow Gary V. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't, I couldn't you name know, one so, person yeah, I know that does run it. I feel like his vibe is more his New Jersey brashness yeah. than it is this this like machissimo, you know, like that's wrapped up into it. But I feel like it's just his like New Jersey immigrant hustle. And mm-hmm. I also was super impressed that he went out and found smaller women projects that weren't led by huge celebrities, like women with weapons and gave them, like shared his platform with them. So I feel like Be Friends is like setting the standard of how to be inclusive and interact in- inclusively. Yeah, for those I love that. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I love what he's doing. I think that, I w- yeah, I think that I agree with all of that. Well, yeah, I just think that if Reddit as a, company, you know, if they want to enter this space and, and do it properly, <laughs> they, I hope that they are being actively proactively inclusive. And I just don't know enough about it to say that they're not. And it's also not to like shit on men. Of course, of course I love men, but we need to like, as we know, women are the last ones to come into new tech 
or tech in general, speaking of myself and financial gains and all that stuff. So I'm hoping mm-hmm. that the women within the Reddit communities are um, hyped about this as well. Agreed. And I hope they're getting a voice and a platform and a place to do it. And yeah, that's a good question. You know, I, this is actually a great question for whoever listens to this, you know, are prove us wrong, prove us right. Tell us what we don't know because we're all learning together. You know, mm-hmm. this kind of is a gender talk though, because we're going to be talking about nude art and the maybe the objectification of women or the uh, what did you say earlier um, the desensitization of women and the nude form so I think we're on the right track destigmatization yeah no I think I think we are on the right track I think these are excellent questions to be asking and then my other big thought with this was awesome three million people just got onboarded you know into web three and this whole world, but they did it through a web two stalwart. And does this mean, like we know that that Twitter and that YouTube and every other web two, you know, centralized behemoth is going to follow suit. So are we now going to have web three just get sucked into web two? So it almost becomes just like a a web 2.2 instead of the true web three and the decentralization that we all envisioned. And is that Also a big psychological question because humans just like to have filtered information and filtered knowledge. And if you already know Reddit and they say this is cool and they're doing this, you just go that way because it's easy for you. Then in a decentralized world, you have to investigate all these new options and projects. What does this mean? Well, I've heard the argument. Sorry, go. Go ahead, Teresa, you go. Uh, But I've also heard the argument that there is no such thing as Web3 <laughs> There's Web oh, right. five. We're like we're not quite there in Web three. So I've heard that as well. That's also, I think, maybe that's for another podcast. <laughs> I I think it's um, the key word here is concurrently because we are in another you know massive wild west, basically of development, money being made, and people getting ahead and getting staking claims get it wild west and then getting lost in the dust too and left behind you know to die in the desert but um <laughs> but it's, no it's a current thing going on it's insane again like and and the and the players coming into it are a bit of a pisser because they're gigantic resource heavy entities like reddit you know that already have communities they already have millions and millions of dollars invested in them and so all they have to do is hire staff and keep going so yeah it is, to me it's fine it's development it's you know what it's going to be happening but it's annoying you know like yeah it's just changing i agree with that too and i was thinking about this today because you know a friend of mine was talking to a lawyer that has done some deals for some of these big brands that are getting into the space and kind of working out the legalese for it. And they were like, it's just marketing. They have so much money to throw at this. These NFTs to them, it's all marketing. It's all just to do something, throw something out there, you know, Nike, you know, Care Bears, whatever. It's just marketing. And they don't really even necessarily know or care what happens with it. They just want to get their name out there and create buzz. So Reddit too. It's very much a marketing ploy in a way because, and look at what, look, we're doing a podcast about it. It's totally working. So 
you know, I hope their intentions are good. And I hope ultimately it will lead to a lot of onboarding and a lot of education for people that otherwise wouldn't be interested in this. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're right. What is Web3? Are we even there yet? Are we even ready to bring people in yet? It's it or you know, it's just so hard to say. It's just it feels so, like such just an amorphous blah. Nobody really knows what it is. So people do want to find the things that they can be comfortable with and understand and relate to and trust to latch on to to go into this world. So I get it. But I also don't know if it's necessarily, you know, the, the, the way it's going to work in the future. So I feel like our projects are kind of existing, like boutique projects, you know, OG boutique handmade projects in a way. And I think keeping our blinders on like this to to go forward the way we're doing, as difficult as it is sometimes um, and as confusing as it can be or distracting to take off the blinders and hear all the chaos, it's really important to just keep keep on with this because yes i think all those you know lots of new onboarded people into buying nfts and having crypto wallets that is a positive thing for us because like nfts are like a hobby you know it's like and it's like comic books it's like an extra pleasure that people spend on themselves and so there is no end to that spending in my opinion you know, just like that whole rule is there's always more room at the top that you never have to worry about there being running out of spaces for you to have a space to succeed. There's there will never be a stopping of money to buy NFTs. There'll only be more annoying as it is. I also come back to, oh, it's a good thing, you know. And then did you see the article about Elon Musk, his plans for Twitter that he's you're going to be able to buy NFTs on Twitter. Like that's what's going to happen. To that end real quick, I just want to pipe in and say this one thing real quick. I agree with you. And what I was saying earlier about marketing and how these big brands are just throwing money at it. I do sometimes get nervous about these smaller collections because isn't that what Web3 is all about? It was about bringing people in and creating ownership and creating wealth for people that otherwise don't have a voice, don't have a seat at the table, are underrepresented. And I feel like that's why I got into it because I wanted to be a part of that. And that's how I felt. And so I have this collection and you have this collection. You, We all have these collections that we want to um, get out in the world. And, you know, it's, I worry that, you know, it'll just become what everything becomes in web two is just like, if you're hot, if you're, you know, sexy, if you're rich, we'll never get our chance. You know, we'll never get our foot in the door because all of these other big brands are coming in and taking up all the air, making all the hype, making NFTs like sexier than they should be or more FOMO-y than they should be or, you know, something unattainable. And then they don't even want to look at smaller projects that are, have these missions is actually a real legit missions because they aren't branded. Oh, well, you don't have a deal with Nike. I don't want to touch you. And that sucks because that's most projects. Right. And I feel like the only projects that are getting the airtime are the projects that are all branded already. And then that's just like, then fuck. Yeah, but <laughs> I, know, think gonna, I think the success will bleed down. I think it will trickle down. And like, whereas, you know, like the big brands, they'll bring more people to the space who will get, who won't be as into those big brands that they're just like, ugh, boring, nothing, nothing unique about them. Been there, done that there's going to be these little offshoots that are going to lead them to the smaller, more independent projects. And I feel like we're the opening bands, you know, the opening or the secondary that, you know, and maybe we won't be the headliners, but like there's, I don't need to be a headliner. I'm going to find my own personal community 
that wants to play with me. Like the punks and the goths and the nerds, you know, they're like not interested in go being the cheerleaders and the quarterbacks. So I I fucking love you, Sana. You're so awesome. That's such a great explanation. Holy shit. I love it. (laughs) And how many times do you go to a show and the opening act blows the fucking headliner out of the water? Like a lot of And also, and also, I'm sorry to to interrupt you, Jim, but I am always told, of course, by my Jay, that, you know, in the real NFT world, the, the valuable projects are ours. I mean, even though we kind of don't know it, the old it's the older projects, the projects that have been filling in the blanks of utility and value and meaning, you know, not just Reddit that just threw some stuff out and said, Oh no, everybody can have one of these. If you're a Reddit person, come and buy one. It there's, there's just more to it for ours. And, and that's fine. You know, we're boutique, we're special and we will be in that category. And as those individuals that get more into NFTs as time goes on will understand that and they'll search around. We'll be the Gucci's, you know, we'll be. All right, Teresa. And then I have a counterpoint. I think what would be really nice is to have some kind of NFT, almost like a phone book or a library, because you're saying we've got these major brands that have celebrities backing them, Snoop Dogg or Paris Hilton or Kim Kardashian or whatever. But if somebody wants to find your boutique niche community, how are they going to do that? Are they just going to do some Google search like NFTs with penguins or NFTs with hula girls? Like there needs to be some kind of almost like a database where I can find the thing that I'm most interested in. Things like I like paddleboarding. I love lacrosse. I love hula girls. Where can I find NFTs for that without me like feeling exhausted by doing a search online. It should be readily accessible. The thing that, that I, kind of does that now is this rarities. What is the thing where you go and look at up oh, rarities? Rarity sniper. Something like that. Like that. That's yeah. a place where you can look up NFTs uh, like as a as a database and as who you know who is first, who has what, who's sold what. So it kind of some of that does exist already, but I don't I don't I think there's plenty of room for a better a buyer's search. I think I think that, that and who knows right. about it too. And who knows about this rarity is like if you're just yeah. your average person living life, you're not gonna know about that. So you gotta hype that somehow. You gotta market that. Okay. okay. Guys, can we switch over to the topic of the female representation of these these Nike pictures going into NFTs? Hold on one second. Let me yeah. um, let me do my counterpoint, and then we'll switch over. Yeah. This was great discussion, but Sarah, I have one counterpoint, and I don't even fully buy into this counterpoint. So you know, uh, don't fight me too hard on this. We could look at it as three million people just got MetaMask wallets that didn't have them and didn't know what they were and thought they were stupid, and now we have three million more people who, yes, will go out and buy your Nikes or your Reddit or whatever, but also will end up buying their favorite indie album or, or what have you. So maybe it's, it's actually a positive thing. And they have a place for their, for things to be airdropped into as they purchase IRL items, which is, which is what's happening slowly, but surely. That's a good point. I always come from such a downer place because I always, you're Gen X. X, Yeah. Like the man is always trying to screw up. I'm Gen X too. 
<laughs> I love your plucky optimism, you guys. Thank you. No, I think those are very good points. And you're right. That is a good thing because there are now 3 million more people that weren't there like a week ago. And that's pretty, pretty spectacular for where we are in the crypto winter right now. Right. But it and is 3 million hilarious. who need cybersecurity. Oh, yeah. They do need cybersecurity. You've got 3 million more people to go get, Teresa. Okay. And I have to also in- interject here that that... That platform called Tribel, T-R-I-B-E-L, many, many, many more people are heading over there. It's weird. I'm not totally doing it yet, but I intend to make a, a reg- T-R-I-B-E-L. They're flee- the people who flee Twitter are going there, don't want to deal with Elon. Is it tribe.so? No, T-R-I-B-E-L. Oh. Hold on. Is it like a new Twitter? Mm-hmm. Alternative to Twitter. <laughs> it's a non-asshole Twitter. Is that what it's called? It's pretty much called it's the official. non-asshole Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not a sneaky Republican site. No, that's the no it's a sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Here, it looks like this. Let Good me show call. you what it looks like. They have to have what their own Trump's on? Oh, no, um, it's because of Trump. All these people are mean. This okay. is where they're going. Anyway, my point is, is it's a new place to be. It's a new platform and there aren't a whole lot here. Where was, here's the picture. Wow. See that? yeah. That's the picture. So what I'm saying is it's not crowded right now for NFT projects, but it will be, you know, there will be more until then. I'd say let's introduce ourselves over there as a conglomerate and go for it. That's a really good idea. I, so it's the sm- kinder, smarter social network. I like that already. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. um, I think Tribal will grow, actually, as time goes on quite a bit. I'm going to say something not kind. I am chuckling a little bit at all the um, Reddit people who are now saying GM to each other every morning. Oh, for sure. On Reddit? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're adopting the Twitter language. We're all going to make it. Yes. LFG. 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 So cute. Okay. Um, blessed blowhearts. That's awesome. Good for them. <laughs> you say blessed blowhards? So so I said bless their little hearts. Oh, bless <laughs> Stop it, Sarah. You did that one to me. <laughs> Unintentionally. Oh, my God. Sorry, you guys. My grandmother and my mother had the worst mouths. I grew up with the n- just X-rated Female, page, you know, oh my God. I'm That's trying hilarious to yeah. you're sweet and happy and, and positive. So I am, fun. but they, they just, they just had dirty mouths. Yeah. All. Get it out of your system and then you can the be first, Some of the first Chinese words I learned were totally bad words. And they're the few that I remember as well. I'm not saying any of them here. All right. I'm switching gears for us. We are going to talk now about how nude art NFTs are combating censorship and destigmatizing women's bodies. For the moment. For the moment. For the moment. There's a lot to unpack here. Teresa, do you want to get us started on this topic? Sure. I mean, I'll just give a little backstory. So I went to the University of Denver and I studied art history and anthropology as part of my bachelor's degree. And I've got I've gotten to travel a lot to England, France, Germany. Canada. I lived in Haiti. I've been to Denmark and Sweden. So I've, I've had the opportunity to look at, you know, lots of art. And there's never been a time where I've looked at the nude female body and thought, that's really offensive. So I have a very different take on nude art, female art. Let's go look at it. 
and bring it more into modern culture. And I just kind of hate that our bodies are made to feel like they're not worthy to grace the earth and everything that else is, you know, going on with our reproductive system. So when we put it more in front of people, you know, we are saying we're here. I mean, we're seeing that kind of globally, aren't we? Not just here in the United States, but in Iran. I like this idea that we are destigmatizing women's bodies. That's a good point that nudity is really a relative term around the world. And in some cultures, you know, exposed hair is considered nudity and something to be covered up. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that you know, I learned in our history, it was like, what is art? And what is the morality of this art? I looked at the pictures there in this particular article on nftnow.com. And I thought, these are beautiful. These are the female shape is so interesting versus when I look at a male nude male figure, I'm like, it's just very blocky, but we've got these beautiful curves. And we should, you know, highlight that and, yeah. and not censor, not censor the female form. I'm just very over it. I don't wear bras anymore. <laughs> Just over it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't want to like fill my nipples and my belly button, but nudity would be more accessible. Than nudity would be welcomed in that non-sexual context or sexual, whatever. I'm fine with whatever. But I'm seeing a lot of really great art in the NFT space of women's bodies. So I'm seeing a lot more of that. Like on Instagram, they've taken it all away. So free the nipple and Web three. Hmm. I don't know. I, I'm sort of up in the air about the whole thing. It depends on who's taking the pictures, who whose project is this. I mean, the the, the lines get crossed very quickly. That's true. That's very okay. true. So that's that's the stuff that that's tough for me. It's a a buyer's market. It's um you know everybody is has their own opinion from what they of what they see because it's it's aesthetics in some to some degree. But I just always have just a giant worry about exploitation yeah, you know no i was just i was waving to sarah because she said oh, she was okay. having to leave i just get out so sarah oh but this was awesome thank you all right sarah you thanks so much for joining us love you guys love you bye love you. peace <laughs> yeah i i think i'm i'm with jackie i definitely think we need to destigmatize it and we don't need to shame women for having bodies and wanting to express those bodies i think my concern comes out in who's, you know, which artists are we supporting? Are we supporting, you know, female artists who respect the female form and want to express something about femininity through it? Or are we empowering a new wave of Harvey Weinsteins who are going to cast actresses that they have some fetish or fantasy about and make them do things that in those movies that they're not comfortable with and Story yeah. after story has come out about, you know, the art that he's made with the films that he's made and how some of the actresses that he had a thing for had to do scenes that they were completely not on board with. Also, yeah. Playboy Hefner, if you saw that documentary that came out, completely horrifying and triggering, by the way. And But yeah, that's, this is a, that's a really, really good point. So, I mean, how do people do their own research on these artists and make sure that the art is consensual? between the the model and or the subject and the and the public it's, it's it's hard to sleuth out i mean we have i mean uh, there's you know projects are are being more transparent as they're being pressured to be more transparent for 
the buyer's safety, basically. But there's still tons and tons of bullshit going on. There's a project called Ugly Bunnies. And this chick comes on who's supposed to be a 17-year-old who's done this all by herself. And she was in one of the spaces I was in. And the moderator there was just like, promoting her like crazy because evidently she did this by herself and she gives some of her profits to her local school for their art program. Okay. So then when you look at the project, clearly it's not being done by a 17 year old. It's like some other, some companies doing it and hired her basically to talk all this crap. Uh, We need like a leaping bunny certification. Yes. (laughs) And that symbol gets put on projects that meet a certain criteria where, you know, the the model and the subject of the art is it's consensual and they get compensated well and aren't just paid 50 bucks or whatever. And then also that there isn't some creepy, weird reason to create the art. Yeah, they have to be vetted. So I mean, it sucks because it, it really sucks for the artists who are genuinely coming at this from a place of beauty that they would have to, but you know, sex trafficking is like what the number one crime in the world. Yeah. There's just so much. Oh, it's so much. I know. I mean, even like porn, right? I mean, porn as an art form can the porn that you watch or image be an NFT. And is that like a good thing? And child porn, you know, like who's going to, who's, who's policing this shit now? I, that's why having, that's why when Instagram took the na- nakeds out, it was a good idea because it's too hard. It's too hard to police the whole thing. Somebody I follow on TikTok, Walmart, Seth Rogen, he makes a lot of family stuff about having kids and babies and stuff. And he was saying that one of his TikTok creator friends did like some sort of video of their newborn baby boy, something, you know, in the newborn baby boy was nude and they were patting his, his fanny like sweetly or something. So his fanny was briefly, I don't know why I'm saying fanny. It was briefly, <laughs> you know, shown in the video and their videos never had a ton of saves. They're kind of a small creator and that video got 900 saves. Ooh, and there you go, like, because shit gets reused for other things. And that's, yeah, that's why it's never safe. Never, well, never, never safe. That actually goes back to the image for Nirvana's yes. album cover. That little baby boy um, went back and tried to sue Nirvana because he wasn't able to consent. Yeah. Yeah. And they Did made he win? millions. Of- no, he no. lost a few times. Mm, dumb parents. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little ridiculous. But at the same time, like having a total censorship, you know, stance that hurts the the artists who are trying to make a difference. So I don't know. Right. I feel like this is almost an ongoing conversation we're going to have to have. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I think there has to be a specific sphere for unclothed art, which then can be curated and sort of monitored unto itself. And some some of that is actually in like the high high art sort of area of that foundation platform, honestly. What do you mean by that, Jackie? Unpack that a little bit more. What do you mean? So if you look on foundation, it's kind of hootie tootie, fancier art and more video and more definitely funded projects in terms of their visuals and what they're selling and one of ones and like fine art type of feel to it, the, the, the foundation platform that they curate themselves, right? 
and being carried by them is this big thing if you're an artist. In that, in at that company, they I'm sure have their own curation team that's going to vet things. They're gonna say, yeah, this, you know, level of nudity in this work makes sense aesthetically and it's not exploitive, right? Because that's monitoring that just has to happen. But in terms of anything, like it's already happening, even on open space, there's tons and tons and tons of stuff going on, you know, that's just partially. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, the girl in the picture is the owner (laughs) or a partner, at least. Who knows? Right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully. All right. Any closing thoughts before we wrap this up? So I think we also still need to be careful about that First Amendment. See how we did that full full circle thing? You know, when we get to that point of censoring, well, if we can't look at nude bodies, are we are we going to start censoring the books? That's a very contemporaneous subject. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right I think it depends on the, the platform that's carrying the product, you know? I think, Jackie, the concern, like my NFT team would, would argue that they're pro-decentralization. So... Mm-hmm. If there isn't a platform curating these, you know, then it's a buyer's market. And if the buyers want something um, that is equitative, then I think it all goes back to do your own research and and the buyers. Like, you, well, there's you, marketplaces for everything. Yes, unfortunately, so the, yes. The, the dark web. No. I know. All right, we just it? educate our children, right? Educate the children. Whatever becomes. <laughs> Oh. All right. Maybe Popsicle will address this this topic in the future. We'll see. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? It's a tricky one. So good conversation. One. But I think in, at, at the least we can go create support these creators who are making true art that isn't exploitative and that celebrates the female form and isn't just for the male gaze, you know. Right, right, right. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, let's do our sign-offs. It's a good episode. Good discussion, everybody. I think we all learned something. Okay, well, um, thanks, guys. Uh, have a great week. Have a great, great week. Us, wait, wait. Tell us where we can find you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I feel like I did this three times already today. <laughs> okay. I don't need to hear all that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for the conversation today. And you can find more info on my project, Hellscape at hellscape.io or on any of the socials at Hellscape Movie. This is Jackie signing off. Thank you again, Jen, for the lovely time. Hula Girl NFT. And you can find us at, of course, www.hulagirlnft.com. This is Teresa with Popsicle. You can find us at popsicle.com, P-O-P. C-Y-K-O-L.com. Awesome. And this is Jen with Steminus. You can find us at www.steminus.io. And that's spelled just like feminist, but with an S-T at the beginning. And thanks for listening, everybody. We will be back next week with more discourse around Web3 NFTs. And we'll either have the alpha or we'll be talking about what we're doing with our projects. We're not sure yet. We're just going to see how many crazy things happen between now and next week. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.